Hello, and thank you for tuning in. This is Love What I Love, a podcast where we beg our partner to love something we do, whether it be a movie, TV show, or anything in between. We're your hosts, Andy and Masha. This week, we're talking about nobody. Nobody is a 2021 action film written by Derek Kolstad and directed by Isla Nyshuler. It stars Bob Odenkirk, Alexei Serebrekov, Connie Nelson, Christopher Lloyd, and Riza. Is that really her name? Alexis? That's a guy. Oh. Yeah, it's, uh, Rus- it's, uh, he's, a, he's a Russian actor, so it's uh, a okay, Russian okay, name. Okay. And I definitely said it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Alexis and I immediately assumed it was the wife. Yeah, it's Alexei, like oh. A-L-E-K-S-E-Y. Alexi. Whoa, there's a K in there. Yeah. It's crazy. Serebrakov. And my apologies, sir, if I got it wrong. You're, you're great in the movie. <laughs> you're a good actor. Uh, keep it up. <laughs> so the story of Nobody follows Hutch Mansell, a man on a bloody mission of vengeance after some home invaders kill his dog. Oh, I mean, steal his goddamn kitty cat bracelet. Give me the goddamn kitty cat bracelet, motherfucker! Yeah, nice. It's very easy to confuse this with John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bracelet was very important uh, in, to the family, so I totally understand why he I mean, a man can only be pushed to... so far yeah. before he before he snaps, and a kitty cat bracelet is, is right up there. This movie was made for a budget of $16 million and worldwide grossed about $57.5 million, which bad. I gotta say is impressive considering its release date when movie theaters had only been open for about one week. Mm-hmm. We're talking COVID times here. Yeah. So I think for for the fact that we hadn't gone to the movies for an entire full year, and that still made like four times its budget, I got to say that's pretty impressive. Pretty good. I think I had this open to 2018. That's what it made, I think, over $100 million. Mm. That's my guess. And with the timing of like him being famous for Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad, right? Well, I mean, I think he still is. The last season's airing right now, and it's fucking huge. Mm-hmm. So I think... Uh, yeah, I guess so. Wait, what was your point? No, I was saying if it came out in 2018, it would people would have been more hype. Yeah, I, well, I just think people, more people would have gone to the movies because we were all going to the movies. Uh, I yeah. think he's still just as famous now as he was then. But uh, yeah, I just think for being like... I, I don't know if it was the first movie back from the pandemic, but like... I'll get into it in my history, but this is the first thing I saw after not going to the movies for 11 months. Um, so I don't know. I think it was a lot of people's, if they, even if they went out to see it. Do you want to try to guess uh, Rotten Tomatoes on this one? Oh, so soon. I haven't done this in a while, so I might be off <laughs> as if I were on <laughs> the yeah. whole time. I'm going to say the audience dug this more. So let's say 84% audience, eh, 78% critics. Pretty close, but uh, definitely off. But you were right with the fans liking it more. But we got 84% critics, 94% fans. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Movie, I'm telling you, I think the only downfall to this not being bigger is the timing of the release. Like, mm-hmm. this was, you know, it didn't, it wasn't award nominated or anything because it's an action movie, but like, most reviewers liked it and like i haven't met a person who's seen it who doesn't think it's fun as hell like Mm -hmm. it's all i know is people who haven't seen it just because they missed it because like advertising and all that wasn't that great but um no no this movie was all in all just like very well received 
Nobody, nobody. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Sorry, ever since you put this movie on, that song's been in my head and it's I very still, bad. Even though you played it for me, I still don't know what song that is or who it's by or how it goes. But we'll, we'll play five seconds of it here. So when starting to talk about this movie, I think we, we should start with the writer, Derek Kolstad, because if it wasn't, I know you, you haven't even seen the movies, but if it's evident to anyone who watches this, it's very in line with the John Wick movies, and the writer is the guy who created and wrote the three current John Wicks. He's he's not doing the fourth one coming out next, but uh, he did the, the first three, and he's working on the John Wick spinoff TV show they're making. So, oh like, my he's, god, they're making he's, TV he's, show. Oh yeah. <laughs> Gotta keep it going, baby. Uh so you know this was kind of his next project that he he met with the director uh again sorry if i'm saying his name wrong um he, i want to say it's Ilya Nyshuler. can i see it yeah hold on i'm gonna i l a y oh Ilya, i think you got yeah yeah Nyshuler. yeah Ilya Nyshuler. or Nyshuler. he said it on the dvd and i meant to like clock it but i, I forgot mm. but either way um so he's uh, he's pretty new to directing to this is a second movie and his first movie I don't know if you remember Masha um, we watched a few minutes of it it was called Hardcore Henry and it was that action movie that was all in like a first person perspective so it kind of looked like a video oh, yeah. game yeah. yeah it's a really impressive movie I kind of think it's hard to watch from beginning to end because it's just like relentless and there's never like a moment you know what I mean to it's breathe just, yeah it's just real <laughs> like disorienting. But as broken up into individual segments, it's incredibly impressive and like I don't know how you direct that. This yeah, this guy gets action. He's mostly a music video director back in Russia, but uh It's this, always a music video director. Right, right. And he's in a band too, apparently, uh uh called Biting Elbows that uh <laughs> I guess is big over there in Russia. That's fun. But um yeah, the hardcore Henry shit. Uh again, like I I can't fully recommend it as like a narrative, but if you just watch it moments, it's got some really yeah. impressive action. It kind of makes you feel like you're, I mean, that's the point, right? To make you feel like you're the one doing all the action. Exactly. Like yeah. there are points where like he'll almost trip or fall and I'm like, whoa, shaking yeah, yeah. in my seat. Yeah. And just, you don't normally ever see that except for a few moments in first person unless you're playing a video game. Yeah. So it's kind of going for that vibe. And, but I like, cause if you look at that and then in, into this, it's like this dude, clearly loves the action genre like more than i could say a lot of other filmmakers that is dabbling in it and he doesn't forget that like for this genre specifically you really do have to focus on like the choreography the action and like the visual storytelling because it's a very unique it's a unique medium doing a unique genre it's like action on film like, you you could do a stunt show in real life but like the way you can, can portray it on film is very unique mm -hmm. and this guy knows to kind of like take it back to the old days where you you definitely have a story and you have likable characters, but you don't over explain and you're not really there to tell an overly complicated narrative. You're there to have the narrative be like a vehicle for this awesome action. Right. And, you know, I'll get into it overall with this, but like I just can't stand when action feels just rinse and repeat. Like a lot of times it just feels like there's like a director making a movie telling a story and then the action's filmed by like a B unit or like a second team and they just, they do a lot of action so they just like run through it real fast and you know, it's just kind of, you know, you see action movies where you just can't really tell what's going on. Uh -huh. It's a little boring. They get, they get repetitive. They yeah. don't really build on themselves. You can't really follow one thing because there's a million things going yeah, on. That's and, what you're talking about? Yeah. And I think we, we've kind of been in this era over the last like 10 years or so, maybe even longer of, 
some really good action movies, and I kind of feel like there's this new crop of filmmakers who just get it, and uh, I think this fits right in that category, wow. where every all the action kind of builds on itself, builds on the characters, and then also feels different. Like you could really break this movie down to four like action set pieces, and they're all completely different, mm-hmm. as opposed to just being like, and then he gets into another car chase, and then another, you know, like it's always right. It's an intimate bus fight, like a, a big shootout in a warehouse a car chase they're all completely different from each other yeah i do like the continuity as well yeah continuity is great and and the not not, i'm not gonna say realism because none of these movies are realistic they're never (laughs) gonna have one man you know killing all these people but just like the little moments of realism of like how guns work like how how your bones might break things like that how they really think about the damage that people do so the writer of the John Wick movies met with this director who did Hardcore Henry, and they were just like, "We got to do an action movie." And then Bob, o- and and then they met with Bob Odenkirk. So it was kind of a meeting of all their minds before the script was ever written. And because Bob, Bob was just like, you know, he's at the height of his career, arguably, and he wanted to just push himself to do something he's never done. And like, that's kind of how he felt when he went into drama for the first time. He was a comedian for twenty years, uh, or comedi- right. comedic writer, not really, not a stand-up or anything. Then with Breaking Bad, he went dramatic, and everyone's like, "What the fuck? This is gonna be great!" <laughs> and then now he's been doing—you know—he's in Little Women, like he's in drama all the time. Now he's in the Post, uh, and then so now he's like, "Fuck it, I'm old. Like let's let's do some action." Every actor should do the flip yeah. once in their career. Yeah, and really, <laughs> I just get to it because like you get complacent, you know, and you want to like challenge yourself. Yeah, and so they met like Anthony Hopkins should just come out with like. <laughs> I don't know. He might die. That dude's <laughs> real old. <laughs> You gotta be like Bob Odenkirk old, like in your fifties. Like you I can't, guess, you can't yeah. make the switch in your. 70s. No, but how crazy would that be if like Anthony Hopkins was in the next like uh freaking what's that movie you watch? Oh shit, <laughs> the Hangover movie. Hangover. Yeah, like imagine if oh, Anthony like Hopkins like comedy? came on like a Hangover. That would be movie. really funny. Yeah, that would be pretty. That funny. Be, that would Everyone, crash. I'll watch the Hangover movies. All right, relax. <laughs> <laughs> like I like the first one, and you saw me rewatching two and three to see. Yeah, if I still rewatching. Like. You like them? I don't like. I, was, I saw them once a long time ago, and I was like, I don't like these. Ten years later, like, let me see if I still don't like them. I still don't like them. <laughs> Put it out there. I watched that. I got the trilogy box set. I'm fucking <laughs> siphoning through them and shit. I'm just, uh, just say what I see. You crazy? Anyway, Hopkins, but yeah, he's that's all though. It's gonna be rough. It'll be a hard one. <laughs> but that's pretty cool that Bob, uh, you know, transitioned into drama. Yeah, yeah. So then they were like, the three of them kind of worked together to develop this, uh, this kind of ho- this whole story and the whole script. And um, it was kind of cool. The director said that when he met the writer, Derek Holstead, that the first thing Derek said was like, hey, nice to meet you. Uh, best idea wins, <laughs> which said blew his mind as a director because he said most writers are like real precious about their work and their screenplay. And they're like, this is what I wrote. Like, don't change things. Right. And like he was just like, oh, I don't give a shit. If you come up with it, I come up with it. If some guy over there comes up with it, like we're putting the best shit in the script. Oh, and like, awesome. so he said uh, collaboratively, he was one of the like most fun times everyone should work that way yeah every freaking one so apparently he didn't go into detail on it but i watched with the commentary and bob odenkirk said he had a very traumatic break-in at his house where like he was confronted by the robbers and his family and like they could have easily been hurt and all this stuff that happened in real life and like he told that story to uh derek the writer like when they first met just to like you know get yeah. to, he's like i want to get to know you we want to write something that fits for you and so like that's where he actually got the jumping off point of like starting this movie with a home invasion that yeah that like you know makes you because like he basically said you 
no matter what happens in those situations, you always feel like you should have done something, mm-hmm. even if probably you shouldn't have because you might have got yourself killed. But right. you still just kind of feel, you know, like emasculated. Like you're supposed to be the guy protecting your family and you didn't do anything but like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So all that to say was like, that's why. That's pretty cool. This movie was so, it wasn't even just perfectly cast. It was like designed from the ground up with Bob. In and, mind. Yeah, and they knew right away that they wanted to make a minimal stunt double, like minimal, uh, like they they knew that they wanted to make an action movie where you, you just like John Wick, they wanted to do that again, basically. Where what makes that that movie so special is the work Keanu Reeves put into the fighting, mm-hmm. and like instead of just like swapping out with someone, letting them do it the way we always do. So uh, yeah, I mean he worked. So they started this in 2017, and he trained for two years straight, Whoa. Um, including while making Better Call Saul. So anytime he had a break, he was training. Whoa. And, uh, two years of eating good? <laughs> I don't think that's the hard part. Yeah. <laughs> I don't sure. think that's... No, but like the workouts, like everything combined. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, like, that's a long like, time. You're thinking of the salads. Like, that's the hard part. Like, this guy's taking... He's like 60 years old, and he's taking yeah, kicks like, and rolls. That, and... I'm just saying, like, two years of not just being like, Today I'm gonna pick out. Yeah. He probably had one of them. Was able to. Well, sneak I got to imagine. I got to imagine. Even though Saul isn't the most physically fit character, when you play someone on TV, you have to be on a diet because you can't look different year to year. I, I yeah, think. I think as a true. famous actor, you're already on a regimen of some All kind. Right. Like that's fair. He has to look like Saul for seven years straight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it's weird if he's <laughs> fat the next season for no Well, I, yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's where your brain went. <laughs> I was thinking of like the physically demanding job of learning martial arts, how to use guns, like, and yeah. like, you know, I, I, I get, I'm 32 and like, sometimes if I'm like exercising the wrong way, I could hurt myself. Uh, I can't imagine pushing 60. Yeah. I, I guess for me, if I'm in like a class or something, I am not going to feel miserable by that. You know, like if, if everybody's doing it or if it's like, all right, somebody's like coaching me through it. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll do it. Yeah. But it's the eating part that I'm like, oh, no. Oh, that's funny. See, I'm like, if somebody's just, if, if all day people just put food in front of me and say, eat this, this is your meal, then I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad. I'd be like, all right, like a health person. Yeah, yeah, If yeah, I just yeah. nutrition, if I was just doing my day and then everyone's like, all right, break. Someone's like, boom, eat that. That's everything you need right now. It'll keep you going. Yeah, yeah. That's, to me, that's that heaven. Too. I would do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't care how many people are working out with me. That shit's going to be hard. <laughs> If you do get your hands on the Blu-ray, the uh, the footage of him working out and stuff is crazy and doing the training. Two straight years. And, uh, I mean, there's not that much of a story to it other than that. Then they just kind of, like, worked their ass off making the hottest action. It was um, the action team that taught them. I wrote it down. I think they're called 8711. Yeah, they're called 8711. They're the ones who do John Wick and, like, Atomic Blonde. And kind of like me. Way to monopolize. Yeah, basically me saying, like, there's a new genre, a new camp of action movies that are all awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say all of them can be traced back to 8711, but a lot of them can. Like, these guys are great. Like, so they're, they're the choreographers. I don't know necessarily if they're the choreographers, but they're the, they're, they train the, they train actors in firearms and martial arts. So it's okay. like a, it's like a giant warehouse, basically, where there's a huge team of people te- that are designed gotcha. to teach actors how to do these insanely athletic things. And a lot of them are actors themselves. So like, on the bus fight, the big, big guy who gets his teeth broken, that that was his trainer for two years. <laughs> nice. And then, like, two of the other guys worked for 8711. So, like, they're also trained to be on camera so they could, like, 
they'll train your actor, but then they'll also be the their scene partners. So right, right, right. It, it looks more realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I know I'm jumping ahead, and we'll talk about it. But like for that bus scene, they said one of the reasons it looks so good is because half of those guys are the people he's been fighting with for two years mm. as opposed to just like new guys that jump on set yeah you kind of learn how people move yeah it's like and... a dancing partner yeah you know? yeah like you're you... comfortable with them exactly that's pretty cool i mean yeah and it's just like this movie's got a pretty kick-ass cast so you said this came out in 2021 yeah it was gonna be 2020 but covid yeah so yeah, yeah it was uh released like I... in february yeah february. yeah they were like, who's going to see it in 2020? And they were like, nobody, nobody, nobody. <laughs> I would find this joke funny if I knew what the song was. But to me, it just seems like you're making it up. And I'm like, it's not that funny. You're just going, nobody, nobody. Yo, for those who listen I been in like, our... I could have been like, we're watching Goodfellas, Goodfellas. Like, it doesn't seem like that good Yo, of a joke. For those who are on TikTok, I f- you know this sound uh, when it's like nobody uh, nobody it's a tiktok i should i should have known <laughs> oh man known. nobody 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 so masha even though this is an incredibly recent probably the most recent movie definitely the most recent movie we've ever done on this podcast <laughs> what's uh, your history with nobody hmm i mean I was working at NBC Universal at the time, so I definitely knew of this movie and yeah. had seen the trailer before. Yeah. But um, I never... that That's really the extent of it. I was like, oh, yeah, I think I know that guy. That's pretty cool that they're putting I like a non... I think I know that guy. <laughs> that's pretty cool that they're putting like a... He's not like a holly... Like one of those like major stars it's not like the rock or keanu reeves i actually i I could definitely be wrong but i don't know if he's ever led a movie before yeah so that's what i'm saying like it's pretty cool that they didn't like put like a traditional action star at the head of this movie uh so i thought that was pretty cool but yeah i didn't really i haven't really thought more on it jump off that because i might forget to say it but they actually said when they were developing it with him, that was the key to making the story work because you're su- he's supposed to be unassuming uh, and it's supposed to blow your mind when he does the action. Yeah. So had they cast someone who already has done this kind of thing, we'd know. You know, yeah. like he's too old now, but like back 10, 12 years ago when Liam Neeson was in every action movie, uh-huh. Taken worked because it blew our fucking minds because we didn't know that old ass Liam Neeson could do it. Yeah. But then after that, it became like a it became a cliche. You see Liam Neeson, he's gonna end up beating someone up. Yeah. So yeah, like if we, I, cool. I, I don't know who the modern guy is, but like yeah. even if this was like someone big or a Channing Tatum like you'd be like all right he's well uh, yeah and that's what James Cameron did in True Lies you know he put Arnold Schwarzenegger as a computer salesman totally buy it (laughs) yeah exactly yeah yeah (laughs) we've never seen it before (laughs) what are your numbers you want to tell I've got to crack this code (laughs) let me hit my computer double click it (laughs) double click it not a single (laughs) <laughs> like he just knows the basics yeah. I just learned about Alt control delete <laughs> Command F <laughs> It's a beautiful amazing thing It's command go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> What are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, we're talking about um, Untraditional leads oh, for yeah. action movies Also I interrupted you because you were also talking about Just your memory of it coming out yeah yeah um i mean that's really it um i i i don't watch better call Saul or um what is that other one baking bad (laughs) baking bad they should really make that spinoff yeah yeah baking bad (laughs) 
Oh, just get like um people who used to drug deal that are into baking now. Yeah. <laughs> so you get a little bit of their backstory as they're baking. But or anyway. they or they make edibles, so they put drugs in the baking. Oh, the baking! That's yeah. it. That's yeah, it. That's it. We're making. I. <laughs> there are a lot of a lot of golden nuggets in this podcast. <laughs> Anyway, making bad <laughs> copyright love what I love. Yeah, LLC, so which I, is an, an LLC. I never really had. <laughs> <laughs> I never really had an intention to watch it, but I knew you would, so that I might eventually. Yeah. <laughs> that's really it. Nice. Um, but what you saw this like poster, and you were like, "I'm seeing it." Yeah. Like, what was your? That's exactly what it was. So <laughs> I didn't. Uh, thankfully, didn't see the trailer because we just watched the trailer. <laughs> it's my first time seeing it, and what a shit piece of shit wow. trailer just cut out a three one minute, fucking guys. minutes long of just the entire movie including the final scene including every reveal including all the good stuff don't ever yeah. watch that trailer never it, is, it makes you like the movie less because i love the movie and i yeah. watch the trailer and i'm like that was stupid uh sorry i hate trailers <laughs> um i mean i think we should just get rid of t- trailers altogether and just do teasers if you're gonna do yeah something. no i think trailers should have a 60 second cap because mm. i will say caveat with that trailer the first 60 seconds are pretty great and if it ended right Right there. Yeah. Right at the line when he said, it's been a rough day, and then poof, nobody, I'd yeah. be like, I'm there. Yeah. But then it was like, it's been a rough day. Now here's the next 48 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Um, Let's take a snippet from every scene and yeah. put it in the in the trailer. Not just that, but like this is a movie of like fun like reveals. You know, mm-hmm. like you're just like, whoa, that's crazy. And they show every whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. So you have nothing left when it's time to see it. Thank God I saw the trailer like three years ago. Nice. So yeah, all I saw somewhere was the poster, and yeah, I fucking love Bob Odenkirk. Uh, so as soon as I saw he was leading in a movie, and it was an action movie, and it said from the writer of John Wick, mm. it was like tick tick tick. I was like, I'm <laughs> there, because like I was mentioning Bob Odenkirk, like he's somehow at the height of his career when his career started in like 1991. So <laughs> that blows my mind. And I mean, I've loved him forever. He was cast member on the larry sanders show on hbo back in the day fucking hilarious oh then he made mr show hilarious sketch comedy show on hbo for like four or five years whoa i don't remember what the hell he was doing in between that uh you know cameos and stuff like that and then right into breaking bad so like this guy is just great so i'm i'm all for it and the fact that he just added a new skill to his fucking repertoire blew my mind i mean i kind of is he doing action stuff in better call Saul? no damn like i mean there's that like and, you and know even, physical it, no he's not and also that's like that's a pretty like realistic show so it's not this kind of action uh-huh. like like even when there's like a fight or a shootout it's very like tame and subtle like it would right. be in real life you're not no one's flipping over tables and throwing guns to each other and shit like like that's it, it's not an action show like that okay okay no that's like that's some next level shit <laughs> you know it's like the wire like no one's ever like Pulls out two pistols and jumps out of a window shooting someone like you would in a fucking co- some like corny shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better call Sally, no corny shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I saw the poster and I was like there right away. And then, like I mentioned earlier, it was we were in the middle of COVID. We uh, Everything was shut down, like early COVID 2022. Yeah. Um, the last thing you and I saw in theaters was... The 2021. Invis- yeah, 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, really 2020 because like it was, yeah. it was so early. But the last thing you and I saw before everything closed was The Invisible Man. Yep. And that hadn't been to the movies in 10, 11 months. Uh, I happened to be in L.A. working on a project for like two weeks. And the timing just worked out perfectly where my hotel was like 10-minute walk from the AMC. (laughs) I had a full day off. Movie theaters just opened up the week before. So it was the first, second week movies were open. Had a day off. Hit a little LA dispensary, <laughs> took a nice little stroll over the movies, 
my AMC app. I had a preloaded uh, for my last birthday, free large popcorn, free large drink. <laughs> like they like they were welcoming me back. Walked right up, got my got all my stuff. Went in that movie theater. There was like three people there because again, nobody's going to the movies. Yeah. And watched this thing with knowing all I knew about it was Bob Odenkirk was in it, and it was a bunch of post bunch of hands punching him in the face on the poster, <laughs> and I was like there, and it was like the ride of my life. I had <laughs> one of the greatest nights all alone. So much fun. <laughs> I could already like I could see uh, in the theater being like woo. Oh yeah, <laughs> I walked back out. I was just like movies are back, baby. Like we're going nowhere. And then yeah, movies didn't really come back that good, but uh, I was I was on board with it. I loved it. And then it just went on, bought the Blu-ray as soon as, whenever I saw it somewhere for a decent price. And now, you know, it's only been a year and this is now our third time watching it. I watched it twice alone and then that was going to be my guys. next question. So it's also, I find it to be a very rewatchable movie. And since I'm a fucking dork and watched it with the commentary, I guess I watched it four times because <laughs> I watched it again this morning. Um, but it's fucking short, you know, which is beautiful. As much as I love our Fast and Furious eye and all that, <laughs> like I think of like this compared to Hobbs and Shaw, and I'm just like, man, Hobbs and Shaw's a mess. Like, mm. you know, it's just like almost three hours long. Like that's it what I mean long. by sometimes they actually get repetitive. They don't really break up the scenes too much. Like, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, it was just such a breath of fresh air to get like it just felt like an old school '80s action movie, like in the package, but the music? with all the modern techniques that we have today mm-hmm. so it's like it's it's just the best of both worlds for me cool and uh yeah it's fucking great <laughs> all right should we dive right into this bad boy let's do it boom so right off the bat i remember you co- you talking about liking uh the opening montage of him <laughs> monday tuesday wednesday going yeah and with stuff like that you know there's some interesting cutting at the top that i really liked I always wonder if that was written in the script or they t- decided to tell the story that way in post. Ooh, I know the exact answer. <gasps> they told, they decided to tell the story in post. Really? Yep. Nice. In the, in the script, it opened up exa- right on the, the, the uh, him and laying in bed and then them waking up with them breaking into the house. So they said they were looking at it in editing and they just wanted to... They wanted to give us more of an idea of who this person was because... And I think it without it, it doesn't work at all because this quick little, like two minutes or whatever it is just sells you that this is like suburban suburban guy like in somewhat of a rut like sex like sexless marriage yeah a boring job like can't remember to take the garbage out like you know quote-unquote loser like that's what this guy is so then once the thing happens you get like oh this guy's a loser and you might not do anything about it but if you don't know anything about him then you're like oh maybe he's a badass yeah he is but you know, but then it needs yeah. to reveal. You got to get to the. So reveal. yeah, it worked. It worked really well that they put this together. And in such a cool way, like I even like the the sound effects and like the merging of the and the playing with the different lengths mm-hmm. of scenes it was yep. really cool. Yeah, I don't know if you remember we watched it a long time ago, but uh, it's real similar to Hot Fuzz, Edgar Wright's movie. Oh yeah, yeah, they do a lot of that where they'll and it's such a fun way. Like you know, I rail on this all the time, but like everyone's always way so ready to just like have these like long dialogue scenes to explain things and like it's a visual medium like without Mm -hmm. a single word we learn what would have taken 10 minutes of like a conversation that would have been boring about who this guy is yeah but it's like we learn 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 and we're right into it um and i also love that uh for a movie this fast-paced and like silly i love that it's also patient because we don't have any action until like 30 minutes in really yeah oh snap 
like real action. Like, you know, we have the the people break into the house, but like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the, the, the bus scene happens like almost 40 minutes into this movie, Damn. which is, and it's only a 90 minute movie. This movie felt so fast. I will dive into it more, but I still feel like I didn't see a whole movie. <laughs> what do you mean? No, but not in a bad way. Like it just happened so quick. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, Maybe because I'm used to like movies happening a certain way where you kind of get like the full story. Yeah. I still like there was not really um something to accomplish here in this movie. Like, yes, no, he was looking it's, for it's, the it's a very internal story about like how he's feeling. It's exactly. not it's not about a bigger world around him. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that's I think that's why it felt and then and then we didn't even though we find out about like who he really is as an auditor. Yeah. It's not, it didn't really dive too deep into it's it. It's not really the, yeah, it's not the story that, it's not really what this story is trying to tell. Like, it's yeah. It's not really about that. And I like that too. And I kind of really wish I've shown you John Wick before we watch this, but. I've seen. No, you haven't. <laughs> um, I saw the dogs. But it's real similar where, <laughs> and we'll see if this movie ends up becoming a franchise, maybe it will go the John Wick route. But like, John Wick started kind of that way too, where like it planted tons of hints of like this world outside of him right but it was a very insular movie about a guy trying to get revenge and then as we've gotten more movies they've they've broadened like it's insane like uh-huh. how like this whole world around them and i like that with this movie to differentiate it they kind of cut that stuff out and there is some there's like there's a lot of there's a lot, a lot of deleted scenes but there's two of them and i'm glad they got deleted because it, it involves more with that guy the barber remember when he says to go visit the barber yeah, the bald yeah. black dude and like he's in a couple of deleted scenes with like his goons that like he represents like the organization he worked for and stuff. And to me, that was way too similar to John Wick. That like I'm, I think they, I, I don't know if this is true, but it felt like they felt that too, and they cut all that stuff out. Okay. Because like I think they, it's it's more interesting than just having like this world of criminal. You know, it's there, but like it's we're really seeing a story about someone who's, you know, not hasn't followed his passions. Right. And the funny thing is his passions happens to be like being a badass murderer. But yeah. you know, it's it's funny. It's like a movie about like complacency. It's not a movie about like criminal underworld. Yeah. I think I just walked in not expecting that. So that's why I feel like I didn't watch a whole movie. Because like I, I was just thrown off by like what I was going in yeah. to. I see I could see that. I think this movie works way better without knowing anything about it. Like I oh, yeah, it's so yeah. fun to be like what's happening? Yeah, after that trailer, I was like, yeah, and also, yeah I the, think I've seen it. And it's such, I think it's such a tonally different movie by the end that it was when it started. Mm-hmm. You just like the style of the movie. Like we go, we go on such a journey that like you don't want that ruined for you. You want to go on that journey, right? You know what I mean? Um, and don't and they can't tell me that the cat in the opening in his jacket and that you know when he's, when he's <laughs> tell me that's not like a little wink that like we're cousins to john wick yeah. you know what i mean like john wick's all about a man and his dog and this thing starts with a man and his cat <laughs> i'm like come on this is the cousin <laughs> this is john's cousin over here oh the cat was cute yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd watch the making of that scene which one just with the cat oh <laughs> <laughs> it's not an interesting story but they did say it was really hard to pull off the cat did not want to hang out in there. yeah like, i could just, tell was constantly like come out of here <laughs> Because, like, it's already hard to train cats, so, like, getting a kit in to do what you want it yeah, to do is not... I don't think you can. I, don't think, I think you just have to hope it does it. You know, yeah. like, hope it's tired. You probably tire it out, give it some food, and then, like, hopefully it just gets, like, snuggled up. Oh. 
I'm also realizing that I, I tend to really enjoy stories about people trying to get out of the life, you know, like, <laughs> like John Wick's about that. This is about that. Like the storylines and like the wire and Sopranos and like just people like who are in like some sort of like criminal thing and they yeah. want to get out. Like that's, that's Andy, good. is there something you want to tell me? Oh, I've, I've been out. You met me from <laughs> from uh, 18 to how old was I when you met? 25. I was a deadly assassin. And I've, uh, I've been out. That'd be crazy. <laughs> I'm on the hiding. Cool. I just to name a few other. Unless you did you have. No, a, do your thing. Um, Conversation. I it, it was cool too. Just not going into it to then you know it's always fun to get surprised by like who else is in this movie. Yeah. Um, he, like the fact that his father is played by Back to the Future. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. 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 <laughs> by Back to the Future. Yeah, that's his movie, right? And uh, ooh, um. The Looney Tunes movie we watched. Uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Who Framed Roger Rabbit, (laughs) the villain. Remember me, Eddie? When I killed your brother, I talked just like that! Yeah, it was really cool to see him. I know. That was awesome. They talked about how, like, he's, like, a national treasure. Everybody loves him, but, like, he's never done action (laughs) <laughs> and like especially not this kind where it's like this like what he gets to do in the yeah. end of this oh <laughs> so, that phone call must have been so fun yeah, so he was like i'll do it <laughs> <laughs> he does look like so old and feeble though it's crazy yeah i 100 percent thought he was gonna die i was like yeah that again like when you expect something from a movie like i was like okay someone's gonna die yeah whether it be i thought it was gonna be chris christopher lloyd yeah mr lloyd mr lloyd and I got to give it for, this is a small thing, but this movie fucking does perfectly age-appropriate casting. Like, <laughs> like Christopher Lloyd is one of the actors old enough to be Bob Odenkirk and Riz's dad. Because they're hilarious. almost 60. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you need someone who's like pushing 90. And then, uh, and using, uh, what's her name, Connie N- Nelson for his wife. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, she's like two years younger than him. I feel like the, he would, he would, you know, he's always... Dudes his age always have, like, a 45-year-old wife. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, I looked at their ages just to make sure, and I'm like, oh, yeah, they were born two years <laughs> apart. Like, she's in her 50s also. So I think were... I think she's, like, a, a Wonder Woman's mom or something. Uh, or, like, aunt. I don't know. She's on that island. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. She's one of the um, Amazons. Uh, yeah, I don't, she might not be the mom, but she's she's on there. She's no, she's out. there. She's having a good time. We did watch this with a group of friends, and um, our friend Melly was like, she looks evil, and I got to say, I kind of agree. Like, I didn't trust her the whole movie really yeah it was a combination of like her like her presence just seems like i don't trust her and then her a combination of that with like her being sort of not mean to bobby no, but she was, like, she was, like they're just they're just not on dis- the same page she's just like a disappointed wife like, yeah just like, ah. yeah like he had that one that one scene where he was like we haven't had sex in months and we haven't made love in years like you know like they, yeah they don't even like they they just like live together basically. Yeah. I don't know. I thought she had a good like my like, fuck this fucking loser like that face like she was like like you missed the trash today you know yeah, like no. but like but it's also like kind of like she's still it's not that she doesn't like him it's just like she doesn't like love him you know yeah. what I mean like it's just like oh, this fucking guy yeah yeah. I don't know. Um, but that's interesting that she looked evil. Well, not evil, <laughs> but you know, like I was kind of like I don't know about you. You know, that's like funny. I don't. I'm not a hundred percent on she, your side. She did say. um because her role is kind of like 
there's not much on there for her to do. Mm-hmm. So she did say the reason she took it is just because she saw like the franchise potential of this, and she was like, I definitely want to be in on something that could be awesome later. Oh, uh, that's like, smart. You know what I mean? And that's I was smart like, yeah, thinking. That's, that's, how you, that's how you do it. Um, and I, lo- I like that the movie doesn't get bogged up. It doesn't feel like wasting the time to have like the story be like, she's like upset with him that she's back in the life. And then, you know, it's like, yeah. I feel like this is a very confident movie and that's why I think it's so short and so like to the point because it knows it, it's telling a very simple story with awesome action and it doesn't feel, you know, Hush doesn't need to meet another girl that makes, that he falls in love with and mm-hmm. says, well, like, it's like, right. it's just like, you know, he tells her what's up and she's just like, all right, I trust you. Like, you know, cause she knows. She, and what I like too is they purposely did this where you don't know how much of her past she knows slash right. part of. Yes. She knows that there is a past. Like, she's not surprised when he comes home with blood and, and stuff. that's what I wanted to know more about. Yeah, I know. But, like, I, I love a little... No, yeah, it's great. I like what you said. Like, what you said about John Wick sort of planting the seeds for that. Like, I like the idea of that. Yeah, like, maybe this. we'll learn more, you know. And, like, the fact that she was good at patching up his wounds. Like, you know, like, was mm-hmm. that what she was at her job? Or, like, was did she just do it on the side? Right. Like, um, and yeah. one cool thing, I, I didn't make this observation, the director said it on the commentary, but they approached this story and like Hutch's actions uh, as if it was a story of an ex-alcoholic who's been clean for 20 years, oh. has that first drink and then goes on a bender. So it's like he's he starts off like doing the right thing and like trying, like you know, like he's looking for a fight, but he also knows like who not to beat up and stuff like that. But then like that the bus fight is like him like drinking a full bottle and then from then on he is just like this wow. is this, i forgot that i love this like you know <laughs> what i mean and i was like that's a really so interesting way if where... you look at it like that then his sponsor is his brother yeah <laughs> except his brother's also an alcoholic yeah. <laughs> and, and their dad's also an alcoholic and they're all just having a beer together you know like, i don't know i thought that was a really like that's pretty cool like, I was like that's how you know some people are like born to be like storytellers where you've been like yeah, I've seen this movie three times when I never even like thought mm, to think of it that way. Yeah, <laughs> which is that's really pretty cool. sweet. I don't know where else to fit this in, but his wife's brother totally reminded me of what's his name from Always Sunny from Philadelphia. Matt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just he's bearded and muscular. Yeah. <laughs> he seemed more because he has a beard in uh, Mythic Quest, so he seemed more what he looks like Mythic Quest than uh, Always Sunny. He doesn't really have the beard in. Always maybe Sunny. that's what it was because yeah. you've been watching that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did knock either Pat down, and I cleared him. But yeah, and I like that that little part of the story where like Hutch is this actual badass, but he's like taking this kind of like subservient, kind of like weak guy role. Yeah, and then surrounded by him is a bunch of like fake badasses. He has like the the dumb neighbor who's yeah. like, oh, I would have I would have fucked those guys up, and like here's my pussy machine, and I drive around and get pussy, and then like his brother in law is like protect my sister bro and like the dad and you know like so it's just like i just love that that's got to kill him too every single day to just know like i can fuck these pussies (laughs) up but they're all like machismo and shit um he's got great negotiating skills yeah so i want to because i've seen this so many times i want to like through your lens uh and not knowing what was going to happen like with that break-in scene were were you just expecting like a big action scene to break out like when but when those people break in and bob's like got the Hutch has the golf club. Yeah. In the very beginning. Well, no, because I think I, I didn't know where the story was going to turn, but there's a point where he sees like a tattoo on her. Yeah. So I thought that that 
like him then choosing to not attack her was because he knew like there was some additional danger behind it. Uh, like that, that's yeah, how yeah, I yeah. read it, even though that's not. No, no, it's just that he uses the tattoo to track him down later. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I thought the story was going. Uh-huh. Um, I did think, though, like maybe genetically uh, his skills run through his family because his son had a good grip on one of those robbers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Um, yeah, I didn't know where the story was going to go. Um, and I also thought at this point too, like maybe he was in hiding as well, mm. you know, yeah, he very well could have been in that. That's why he didn't attack. Yeah. But yeah, like, I like that you end up learning that it's just literally cause he sees the fear in them and he knows that like, it wouldn't have been fair. Yeah. Like they weren't, these weren't masterminds. These are people robbing out of desperation. Not, right. Not like just because you know whatever and it was crazy to then see them later in the movie like the people who robbed his house yeah as like normal people raising a baby i'm like jesus christ i mean it is realistic in that sense or like and it was that it was a sick baby so the reason they were stealing like the baby was hooked up to all this machinery oh yeah that's right so it's like it's like they were literally stealing because their baby was gonna die and, yeah like, but i like that too because it's like with hutch it's it's fu- he wants he yeah. wants the blood but he wants it for like if yeah he needs them to be truly evil yeah and like to keep connecting to like john wick it's like that whole story is like john wants nothing more than like a normal life with the love <laughs> of his life and blah 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 blah. and yeah. like he gets like ripped out of that life like he truly doesn't want to go back out there and start killing people but he does because he's driven to the edge <laughs> and i like how funny this is that like hutch hates his home life and he really wants to go back <laughs> out there and he's trying to find any excuse he can and he just keeps getting foiled and so it's like <laughs> You know, he he decides to go after those people. His, his daughter says, "My kitty cat bracelet's missing," and like she doesn't even yes. see, she doesn't even seem that upset about it. But he's just like motherfucker. <laughs> and goes out there and like he wants so bad to fuck them up, and then like he sees their situation, and it's to the point where he's outside just punching a brick wall, like screaming because yeah. he has so much aggression, and like watch. he can't. So I just find it. That's what I mean. Why it's such a funny companion to John Wick, where it's like it's just telling the same story, but like in reverse, like not in reverse, but with just like backwards intentions. Yeah. And even the stuff where every time it tries to be a self-serious action movie, the movie kind of undercuts it. So, like, the first time he gets, when they get robbed and he's looking at the way they got in and he starts inner monologuing and he's like, they came into my home, the place where my family sleeps. I'm gonna, and then, like, the cop comes into frame and just cuts him right <laughs> off and he's just like, hey, man, you gotta come do this. And that's, like, a running gag in the movie. He keeps trying to have those action guy monologues and people mm-hmm. either die or interrupt him. It's and pretty yeah, fun. it's like he just can't. He wants to be a badass, uh, but like he just, the regular world around him won't let him. <laughs> Until, and we can talk about it now, the bus scene, when it was mm. just like, after all that trying to find a fight, literally like, it's like fucking God drops one out of out of the sky <laughs> for him. That, that, the way that bus just crashes <laughs> and those guys get on. Oh. Yo, this, the most useless bus driver of all time. Can, can we just put that down? Yeah, but what are you really supposed to do? I know, but she was like, ah, I don't know. And then gets off the bus. So yeah, like, I mean, and then stands. I thought she ran away. But like, really think about it. Like, pretend you're there. Like, you're a bus driver. You're not a fucking security guard. Like, I know, but I don't think I would get up walk out and then not find a phone you know like i, I would think, like do something i don't think she did but I, anyway sorry i think she did <laughs> i feel like you're talking about it like she's a cop and i'm like i don't think 
Like, she gets scared like anyone else. If you saw six drunk fucking Russian dudes looking with rape in their eyes, yeah, I'd get the fuck out of there too. Yeah, and like, but it's just you know, it's not her dirty to serve and protect. Like, uh, the fuck? I guess. Anyway, <laughs> you all were racking on that bus driver when you were watching because it. she just like was talking. Like you either move and get out the way, or or try and fight it with your words. But she like did both at the same. Like she she was talking, but then like simultaneously walking out. Yeah, because he was pushing her with his hands. <laughs> I don't like, know. Like, got, I think you gotta watch that scene know. again. <laughs> I think if you, Masha, were walking down the street at night and five dudes were around, and then all of a sudden someone who looked like they could take care of themselves was like, "Yo, get the fuck out of here because this is about to get thirsty and I'm gonna fuck this up," I think you'd leave. I don't think you'd be like, I'm "Yeah, I'd leave," home. and then you wouldn't see me. I wouldn't have stood outside the bus watching what you were doing. <laughs> right. That's my point. <laughs> Either way, that's not the point. This is one of the best. He walked out of the bus, and I was like, "She's still there. <laughs> she didn't look for her phone. Right. She's just watching." <laughs> All right, whatever. I guess it just annoys me when we're watching what I think is like one of the best choreographed fight scenes in the last ten years, and then some dumb motherfucker is just like, "Whoa, why is the shoe untied?" Like, it's like pay no, attention to what's supposed to be happening. This is why we're watching this. That's why we're talking about this scene right now to talk about the bus. Yeah, driver. exactly. <laughs> It's okay. like, oh, my one friend, fucking, we were watching that final scene. It's the climax of the movie. We're all fully engulfed in watching the movie, and he's like, huh, that sink is installed backwards. <laughs> and then 10 seconds later, oh, wait, no, it's not. And I was just like, how do you watch movies? What the fuck is wrong with you? Who stares in the back of the fucking, Yo. like, watch the forefront of the scene. Like, that sink. Like, why are you even looking for backwards sinks? <laughs> like, and also, what do you think? These guys are idiots? Maybe they installed a backwards sink when they were making this oh, entire set? That's funny. Like, the whole set is realistic and they put a sink in? Oh, my God. Yeah, that's too far. Like, so, sorry, there's a little bit of that when you guys are just like, I can't believe the... I'm like, look how fucking masterful this is. Like, this fight scene is the greatest fight scene I, I've seen I, I'm not, since Atomic I Blonde. saw the fight scene. I and was got, paying attention. it's just all about how the bus driver <laughs> shook her head weird. No, no, it's not shook her head weird. <laughs> she just stuck around. Yeah. <laughs> it really bothered. I can't be the only one. I can't. Uh, it's the best Crazy fight scene of all time. No, it's not the best fight scene of all time, but it's one of the best in Yo, modern modern memories. Yeah. So what uh, did you learn in the commentary? Anything about like this Russian dude and his stance on how Russians are portrayed in movies like this? And did he change that in any way? Yeah. Well, he basically. <laughs> Just decided because he is Russian, he just got he went to the Russian film industry and got real Russian actors who are like famous in Russia. Like instead of hiring just like anybody over here or some vague European guy to like do Russian. Um, so like the villain, uh, he's pretty famous over there, and the one who plays his little brother, the one on the bus. On the bus, um, yeah. Yeah, like he's a very famous actor in in Russia. That's Um, awesome. And so like and then even little stuff like them learning how the Mushin rob- mob worked. Like, he talked to Mushins who have connections and that kind of stuff just to be like, yo, is this realistic? Like, would this kind of thing exist? And they were like, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, and there's even little, like, things hidden in the Russian language that, like, only Russians would understand. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's not your generic, like, oh, we just need a bad guy. Like, let's just make him Russian. Very um, cool. So, yeah, it was, just, it was just a little error of, like, realism and why... So many Russian actors are really good because most of them don't even speak English. They're just dudes from yeah. Russia. I knew those dudes in the movie were going to be crazy when they crashed their car and all got up and they were like, "Ooh, bus!" I was like, "Jesus Christ, they're crazy!" Yeah, they were just smashed and partying. <laughs> oh, Jesus! But yeah, I was freaking scared for that girl. I knew it was oh gonna be fine. Actually, you know what? 
I knew it was going to be fine at the beginning of the scene uh-huh. when he was like, I'm going to F these guys up. Yeah. But then he gets hit a bunch, and I was like, ooh, maybe she's not fine. That's part of what makes the scene so good. <laughs> it's like we've seen that shit before where one guy takes on seven perfectly without getting a scratch on him, and like, I just love how like he, the first the first punch is hit, him getting hit, which is great. Yeah, it just it takes away your confidence right away, and then it like again not realistic in the <laughs> sense where like you know it's it's very hard for one person to overpower seven, but this was like a pretty close approximation of like how it it's it's dirty, it's not clean and smooth yeah, and like yeah. I know we didn't watch the whole movie, but I saw someone on YouTube comparing this to there's a scene in uh, Shang Chi and the Seven Rings or whatever the Marvel movie. Okay. Uh, where uh, uh, the whole movie? I didn't watch it at all. I know. I see. We didn't watch the movie. Oh, but sorry. I'm saying I watched this one. There's, there's a bus fight scene basically. Okay. And like they were just like there's a YouTube video just being like like look how like the just like the difference between these two. Yeah. And uh, it's like it's just so sanitized and clean, and they're flipping and like like you know what I mean? Just compared to like how gross and dirty and like how everybody gets hurt, like. You can't have a fight with someone without also getting hurt. Because even mm. if you're punching them, you're fucking your wrist up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I like that they, this shows little moments. Like, he hutch punches someone in the face and then immediately goes, like, ah, and, like, holds his hands because that shit hurts. Yeah. You know? And, like, the the knives. And then it's, like, it's also very funny. And I think this whole movie is funny, but it's not a comedy. And it's not, like, making fun of anything. Like, it's not necessary. It's not... It's not, like, ironic. It's not, like... Aren't action movies stupid? Like, it's telling a very earnest story, but it's incorporating comedy, like... He's choking the guy, and then he's pulling the stop requested, you yeah, know, on the bus. Because, yeah. like, the guy's requesting him to stop choking him. You know, like, shit like that. Like, oh, that's that good comedy without watch. without falling it. Yeah, but yeah no, I this, agree. This whole fight scene is just so good. And then also, as a character, they wanted to purposely make it, like... By the end, Hutch kind of is untouchable. Because that's who he was when he was in his prime, but he's not in his prime. This is his first fight in 20 mm-hmm. years. So they wanted him to get his ass kicked and it to be really dirty. Because right. it's not really an interesting story if he takes these guys out without a problem. Because then he just, that's the whole movie. Mm-hmm. You know? So like, and that's another thing that makes him a little different than John Wick. is just the amount of damage he takes. But man, I've, even before, I might have seen this movie three times. I've seen this fight scene like 11, 12. Whoa. Like, it's just so, I've like started I don't know it. how you could watch it it's just over and so... over again. Oh, it's so good. It's I'm, a- like, touching my teeth with my tongue. Yeah. Like, you know, like, oh, they're still there. And like I said, the, the main guy, the big guy whose teeth get all broken, he's like, are my teeth okay? Is it bad? Yeah. Like, he's the main uh, fight trainer. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's he's involved. If you look his name up, he's involved in all the big fight scenes. Whoa. He's the one who fights Charlie Theron in Atomic Blonde or one of the guys on the oh, stairs. Snap. Yeah. If you're if you're only going to watch one another fight scene, Atomic Blonde staircase fight scene will blow your goddamn mind. That's cool. It's, it's remarkable. But yeah, this guy just gets it. Are, he know, are he there knows how to make it. awards? He know, there better be. But this, <laughs> guy, really this guy knows how to make it feel real, man. Mm-hmm. Even though there wasn't a lot of people in the theaters when he... Because first, it's such a badass move to pull out a gun and then empty all the bullets out. Just to be like, I could kill you all, but that's not what I'm... That's yeah, not why I'm here. That's a statement. And then he just goes, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> such a good line. <laughs> Um, I bought it every step of the way. I gotta say, yeah, with the Bobby, Bob, Bob, yeah, yeah. Bobby, <laughs> Bobby Odenkirk. <laughs> Bob Odenkirk. So in the movie, you just see that he has a tattoo of of like a two uh, cards on his hand. Yeah, it's like, like a heart and a clover or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's not. It's not a clover. It's it's a real. Oh. It's a club and something else. Oh, sorry. A clover is not one of the four suits. It's not. <laughs> no, spade, club, heart, and diamond. 
Oh, whoops. That was a clover. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a clover. Well, anyway, it's a hand you can get in Texas Hold'em. And when I've ever seen this movie, I didn't really know what it meant other than you learn that it's, it symbolizes like that he was an auditor in his right. agency. But our friend Lou mentioned that it was the worst hand you can get in Texas Hold'em. Again, I didn't. I don't, I don't play that much cards. I didn't know that. Uh huh. Um, and it was cool. So I looked it up why they gave him that. And it's like if you're playing Texas Hold'em and you get those cards, it the best advice anyone would give you is to just fold. Like if you play, your odds of winning are so low that like don't even play. Right. So like when you see those cards, it's like you just drew them. And so it's like. Don't even fuck with this guy. Yeah. So you, you're not going to win. Like, that's you should cool. fold right away. And that's why when he's in that tattoo parlor before the bus scene trying to get information, and the one guy sees it, he folds. He goes, I'm out. And he leaves. Yeah. And he goes, thank you for your service. And he locks the door. And because, like, he, they all just got dealt that hand. You know yeah. what I mean? And they all end up folding. Nobody fights them. But, like. I forgot about that scene, but I thought that was hilarious. Like, the, the extra How locks, locks on the locked? door. Yeah. And then you just see his eyes. Yeah, but he's screen. just like, thank you for your service. <laughs> And I love and I love that too because like again Hutch isn't really trying to get the kitty cat bracelet he's trying to get a fight yeah. so like he walks into that place purposely with a lot of cash just to, just to start a fight and nobody would do it and like that adds to that frustration you know or, <laughs> and then he like he just can't get that first fight yeah <laughs> oh, oh it's man so good. I think that's why I was also confused and thinking that there were different societies going on is because the the people who robbed his house and he also had tattoos on their wrists so yeah. i was like is there like a tattoo on your wrist gang yeah yeah again against gang thing going that's on that's funny yeah no yeah. I, th I think yeah there's just, just or maybe maybe, yeah, maybe he's just used to looking at wrists because he maybe he's <laughs> trying to look to see if anyone's like one of him you know yeah. so he's always checking wrists or something damn is do you think it's worth going back and looking at his wife's wrist <laughs> i don't think she has one <laughs> imagine this is just a quick side note but it was weird that uh they cast a fake dean in this movie Oh Maybe. my god, yeah, it took really, me out. I really need to learn this actor's name, but <laughs> he It's so funny cuz I only know him from two roles and that's being fake Moby on on How I Met Your Mother cuz he looks like Moby and then being the fake Dean cuz he looks like uh Jim Rash from What Community. a great career he has looking like other people. Dina Lena Lean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the word we used was doppelganger. I like um apparently he had a whole different He still served the same story purpose of being the guy who like uncovers who hutch is yeah but in the in the deleted scenes apparently hutch's brother-in-law and father-in-law had a lot more scenes and like they're the ones who call like he's an old buddy of 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 the fake dean and he's the one who calls him and requests the information really? and like and then the barber comes up and shows up that's what i meant it's a little more john wiki where like the barber's like don't look into our organization we're a shadowy figure oh interesting but they cut all that stuff yeah. out and then they just added this whole thing with the dominatrix where like you know, she goes, oh, I have a friend at the CIA. And then you find out that, like... Yeah, I like that way like, better. Yeah, yeah, and it's funnier, too. Yeah. Where she's just like, she's just like, yeah, give me this information. I send this to your family. And he's like, ooh. <laughs> he's like, Wait, say that? She's like, uh, get, get this information or I send these photos to your family. Oh, yeah, And it's yeah, all yeah. just him getting, like, whipped and tied up and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then, I mean, so I, I, the first half of this is pretty, like, story-loaded. And the second half is just, like, ba 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 action city. Um, is are there really dudes that just own a club and so that way they can like sing? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that guy was fun. Yeah, the, the main villain. He's weird. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's good. I I don't I I love this movie a lot, but I don't think it's a perfect movie. And like I like him, but I don't think anything about it makes yeah. me. I like when there's a more. Again, back to the back to John Wick comparisons. <laughs> John Wick one had this problem a little bit too, where like. The main guy was a little bit older, and then therefore, like, 
there was no excitement to being like, oh, at some point they're going to face off against our hero. Uh-huh. And that's how I felt when I first saw this guy where I was like, all right, he's going to have a bunch of henchmen and stuff, but like, he's not going to pose a threat. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then John Wick 2 and 3 learned that like, no, you got to make the main villain like scary. Like you got to yeah. make it someone that like the final boss. And so, and I love the way that this guy gets taken out. I like a lot about him, but I would have liked, or at least if he had like a henchman who was really good at fighting, just to have like someone to be scared of. Right. But he was just more of a guy where like, once Hutch gets in, it's over. Like this guy can't do anything. Agreed. Um, And same thing with him, that opening scene when he's dancing and singing and then the the people, the Russian are like, we don't trust you watching our money because you're so careless. Look at you singing and dancing. And then to prove it, he like murders that one guy in front of them. Yeah. In my head, I was like, it doesn't really prove anything. It just proves that you're crazy, (laughs) which would me being like, I don't want you holding my money because you're impulsive and nuts. I also think that's a very irresponsible way to take care of money. (laughs) <laughs> well so that's actually one of the realistic things abshaks are real really in, in the russian mafia they do move their money around like that so it's not in one central location uh-huh. and they and they have different babysitters um I don't, there's not an american abshak that he made up but like he did go to his like russian guys <laughs> and ask them is like am i is this a thing and they're like yeah it's very realistic it wouldn't be as clean as it was because they said it's all their money so it's everything from singles to hundreds it wouldn't have been hundreds packed neatly on pallets like that but he just said for visuals he did why that. not they should just be organized yeah but like <laughs> so how, how can you exchange your money if you're yeah, yeah, if you're getting no, dollars from guys buying crack you know you can't exchange yeah. out to hundreds without <laughs> for sure um so yeah no that was actually that's that that part's realistic it just seems like oh it's easily flammable you know i don't know i also feel like yeah well, i mean it's a movie can we so put them in like i think yeah, yeah it's, it's fireproof probably... cases or something like just something preventative fair enough <laughs> but um what do you call hope shank obshank 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 i think obshank yeah i don't know if it would that if that's a real word or what but the concept of it's the uh, real interesting yeah i remember getting thrown off when somebody said it we i think we had the subtitles on when we watched this movie we turned it on halfway through because people were complaining they couldn't understand yeah. the russians <laughs> which i mean there was a point where i i forget what the line was but yeah i guess I don't that know. was the first time i've ever heard that word in my life is basically my point yeah i mean if <laughs> if, if it's a real word it's a russian word so there's mm. no words and reason you should have learned it but it might also be a made-up word just for the concept of moving the money around I also, um, I, you weren't saying anything when we watched it, but just like our friend did when we were watching it, I also kind of thought that his brother was dead the whole movie. Oh, you, you thought he was like making it up? Well, I just thought like maybe it was like a delusion from like his past and like, you know, mm-hmm. like it's just like that was like his weird way of his brain connecting to like what he used to be. And, yeah. And I thought maybe the reason like he left a life was like his brother got killed or something. I thought his brother was in hiding. He was in hiding. Oh, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That was the idea, was that he was in hiding and they could only communicate over these radio but waves. But you thought he was, like, completely dead. I thought he was and dead he and was Hutch was, um, like, this was just, like, him manifesting it. Like, I, I see, I thought, I like, see, I see. he was so far gone that at night he goes in the basement, drinks some whiskey, and thinks he's talking to his brother. Yeah. You know, which I still argue whether, like, it's not really that movie, but it kind of would have been cool if they explored that a little bit. Mm. Um, but I think you're supposed to think it, too, because, like... Until he shows up at the end, you, you really, like, you know, it's it's always played. He's only a voice off camera. Right. 
I like I also like that unless I missed it that they didn't explain why he has a black brother. Yeah, you know? yeah. I just assume adoption, but yeah, me too. Um, but it's kind of like cool that they didn't go into yeah. it. It's like yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. But yeah, we we talked about Hutch. You know, he burns he burns the Obshank to, to piss off uh, to piss off Yulian. Yeah. Um, and, then and it works. And then he shows up to. Uh, the club, you know, eating a meal. <laughs> Sorry, I got two things I gotta bring up just because I've heard no one talk about this. Uh huh. And I don't, I can't say for sure if it's never been done before it, but there are for sure two sequences in this movie that are exactly from Fast and Furious movies. Whoa. And there's a very good chance they're from older movies that Fast and Furious also took from. Uh huh. Like, they're just general concepts. But I will say, only because I've just seen the movies a bunch, in Fast Five, uh, they find out that the main cartel guy has a bunch of cash houses, and in order to piss him off, they start robbing the cash houses, but instead of stealing their money, they pour gasoline on it and light all the cash on fire mm-hmm. in order to piss him off and lure him out. Yeah. Again, not the most original concept. I don't think the first time it's ever happened was Fast Five, but it's only been a few years. Okay. And then in Furious 7, which is <laughs> even closer and way more of a similar scene, they're looking for Shaw, uh, what's his name's character, yeah. uh, Jason Statham. Jason Statham is sitting on a dinner table, calmly eating a steak dinner, uh, while he lets all the bad guys, all the uh, well, in this case, the good guys, surround him with guns. As they get too close to him, he lifts up his napkin and he's holding a grenade. And then he uses that as leverage to get out of the situation. Uh-huh. And then Hutch does the exact same yeah. thing with a pin. That's funny. They might, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to be like, Hastin Furious has made it up and has copied it. I just think it's kind of weird that it's only been like three years and two extremely similar. Like from one franchise, two very important things that happened in this just happened in those. Yeah. And like, doesn't bother me. And I actually think nobody does them better. Like, I think like the tension is higher in nobody when it happens. Mm-hmm. And it's just shot more beautifully and stuff but i just gotta i gotta say it like i haven't i I haven't seen that anywhere on the internet i haven't seen other nerds talking about that but like it's it's like beat for beat exactly what happens in those two movies i think it just might be like an action sequence that like people are leaning into more versus like seeing it in fast fears i just remember like the first time he was eating that meal and i was like wait is he gonna have a bomb under there (laughs) and i will say it makes way more sense a claymore the the bomb that he has in this is does way more damage than a grenade. Grenades actually don't blow up that big. Like you know what I mean? They, uh-huh. they blow. They'll, they'll kill you. But like they're not. They're not gonna blow up a room. You know they're gonna blow up the little area. So in in uh, in Furious Seven, it actually makes way less sense because <laughs> he's nowhere near anybody. Like you know what I mean? Like they could easily shoot him and just be like it's fine. But in this, he's in the nightclub. He's right next to Yulian. Like you know like. L- they wouldn't kill him because they could accidentally kill their boss. You know right. what I mean? So like it made more sense. But I just have to point it out. I haven't seen it, so I want to be the one to put it out there. No one else has said it. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, and this leads to our third action sequence. Oh, I mean, I guess we sp- we skipped over them invading the home because that fucking action yeah, sequence I was fucking ass. I was going to bring it up. Yeah, we're um, jumping around a bit, but... Yeah. No, it's all right. I mean, oh. and and it's like he's all happy making dinner for his family. Lasagna. <laughs> it was planning really a trip cute. to Italy. Yeah. It's um, funny because at this point, he doesn't know yet that there's like... Like, like they're they're gonna come after him. You know, he doesn't know that the guy's brother was anybody. Like, he just thinks it's over. You know. Yeah, yeah. And had that been just a group of like random idiots, that would have been over. You know what I mean? I I think I do like the concept of like people attacking people, but not knowing like who they are for real. Like that was kind of the concept behind I care a lot. Yeah. You know, she ends up doing her foolishness on a the lady. Wrong person. Yeah, yeah, the wrong person. Um, yeah, I, 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 I like that angle. Exactly. I like it too. And yeah, and one of the themes of this too was that like most everything that happens 
is like of someone's own design and choice. The gangsters who got on that bus, like, like that was their choice. Like, yeah. you know, like, like everything that happened was because they chose to do that. Hutch, if he didn't go out for that kitty cat bracelet, he wouldn't have pissed off the wrong people and brought this stuff on his family. <laughs> and even Julian, uh, we're jumping back to that grenade scene, but he gives him the chance. He said, dude, at this point, I could walk away. You could walk away <laughs> and we could just be done. And then Julian goes, no, I'm going to go after you. And then that, yeah. like, so it's all, it's like, everything is like a product of your own choice. Like yeah, you're choosing sure. your, your destiny. Uh. Um, cool that he had the house uh, rigged for like a safe house in the basement uh, <laughs> to protect yeah. his family. Well, that I mean, yeah, I feel like he always knew that you uh, know, that that they would come. But yeah, I was like, oh man, that house is gonna get destroyed. Oh, and it does. It was crazy. But yeah, he just the way he dispatches these guys is so fucking crazy. <laughs> it's so good. I yeah, you guys should watch this movie. And this so. yeah, and this is what I mean by like. It says this basically has four action scenes and they're all this is so different than the bus. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's lit different, the style of fighting is different, the fact there's machine guns, like it's 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 just like a different a whole different level of showing action in, in a in a section. Yeah. I at this point too, I was kinda like, is he gonna clean up before he lets his family out? Yeah. <laughs> Cause like I was like, there's no way his kids know what's going on. Like they cover their daughter's eyes. Yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> That's true. Uh, you, you like that he got captured and escaped from the car, too, with, with the fire extinguisher? Oh, I don't remember that. What? After the home invasion, they tase him, and then they bring him <gasps> Oh, the yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I do remember. He dislocates his thumb to get out of the Oh, handcuff. shit. I hated it. That's why <laughs> I blocked it out. Yeah, that was rough. That was rough to watch. Yeah. I, I always hate that. Like, that's not the first time I've seen that. Uh-huh. Ugh, but every time, man. Yeah, um, the Black Russian was funny. That yep. made me laugh. He's like, I get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's another thing, too, with like having like the fact that actual Russians were involved with this. Because like, he's known a bunch of Black Russians throughout his life. And like he kind of took all their stories and put it into one guy. Oh, uh, that's cool. Because all his life, he's known Black Russian people. Like, really? A Black Russian? Yeah. And then uh, apparent, oh. apparently, too, that 1980s, because uh, he talks about he, uh, he was born... Or conceived during the 1980s Moscow Olympics because uh-huh. uh, some a Nigerian uh, runner had sex with a yeah Russian yeah woman. yeah and I looked it up and apparently like there was such an influx of mixed Russian kids after that because so many different athletes from all these different countries just were, were fucking you know like like Whoa. just like having relations you know because they were in town and then they left and all these like like a bunch of women got pregnant and so like there was so many like wow. mixed race Russians for the first time in their history. It's like kind of crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. And Jesus. So like, and that's like, you know, we don't really talk about it. So there was like a little add on to have this guy like be like that. Whoa. I never even thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> I love how uh, th- th- this was another example of that moment where he tried to have a speech, like yep. the hero speech. And, he's dead. and the guy dies. <laughs> yeah. It's here. And then also when he has all the guys in the basement before he burns them to death. Oh, yeah. Because he tells the story of like why he left the biz, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then that guy's dead. So yeah, he just never gets to have his action guy moment. <laughs> I also right, just yeah, love that his, funny. like, again, John Wick wants to leave the life because of like love. Like he meets the love of his life. He realizes that he, 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 he might not be a monster and he's capable of human connection. And then like, it's way more petty for, for Hutch. Cause you know, he lets that guy go. Cause the guy says that he wants a normal life. He goes to check on <laughs> him and he's like, and you know what? That motherfucker was happy. Like, you know, like he's like, I want that shit. Like it was very petty. That like, was really funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah that was good cool and i guess the last one then is this epic one with well there's the there's the right after the grenade scene we talked about there's the car chase yeah that's the third fight scene scene. so that's what i mean like now we're doing car chase right so like we did it 
a hand-to-hand brawl. We did a bit of like gun gun fu style like home invasion shit. Now we're doing car chase. So it's like we everything's fresh. Like we hadn't seen that yet. Mm-hmm. And even the car chase, yo, like little things that I've never seen in a movie before where he's in the car and that other car is driving into him about to crash and he reaches over and grabs the loose seatbelt. And I'm like, that's probably a survival technique and I never even thought of that. Like, even if it's not connected to you, if you're holding it, it'll still keep you steady. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, it's just little little bits of realism in an over-the-top silly movie. But I just want to talk about the act, how good Bob's acting is. Like, he tells Julie in that whole speech I was talking about earlier of like, you and me could walk away. We don't have to keep doing this. Like, it could be over. But then he leaves and then you see him waiting when he's hoping that that motherfucker comes out because he, you know, he secretly wants to have the big action fight scene. Yeah. And then when, when he, when the, his windshield gets shot, you see him give this smile. And like the director said on the commentary that like his, his direction to him was like, you didn't just get shot. Your friend just threw a snowball at you. Uh, and you are about to go have a snowball fight and you're real excited. And like, that's why he's, he's like, oh yeah, it's fucking on, you know? Uh, yeah, that's that, that action scene was great. And then, yeah, that leads right into the, you know, we skipped over it, but he buys the uh, the business from his... Uh, oh his, yeah, his in like gold plates or whatever. Yeah, in, in all the secret gold bars. <laughs> I, I said when I saw it, I was like, ah, Ron Swanson. Ah, nice. <laughs> Um, I also had to give a shout out just how satisfying the moment was when he's buying the business and like the dad's onto it uh, or his the dad's into it and the, but the brother-in-law's not and he's like dad you can't sell it to him yeah and uh, and then he's just like shut up listen to your father and he goes to punch him and then hutch, punches hit like punches yeah. him in the stomach first yo because the amount of subtext in that is like cl- the brother was like clearly like an old school bully I bet he's hated Hutch since the moment his wife brought him home. Like, he's probably, like, this little tiny nerd. I bet he's wanted to beat him up his entire life. Yeah. And never, or, like, as long as he's known him. He's never gotten a chance. Now this nerd is taking his business away from him. And he's just like, you know what? I'm going to fucking finally lay into him. And then he gets hit in the stomach in the most, like, humiliating way where Hutch, like, sits him down. He's like, it's okay. Just breathe. You'll be okay. <laughs> like, like, there's nothing more humiliating than that. Like, yep. it's one thing to have the scene where the bully gets punched in the face. But, like, to get the wind knocked out of you and then the person who did it is then taking care of you yeah. like that's the most like you met to a guy like that that's the most demasculating and emasculating in front thing. of your dad yeah that was crazy too like the dad was like yeah whatever. i just love it. and then like he's like so desperate he's like what am i supposed to do and he's like i don't care <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I like that they didn't because there was the deleted scenes had like two or three more scenes with the dad and the brother after that and i'm really glad that they just cut it out we didn't mm, need it yeah. it had nothing to do with the story uh, but I just want to talk that that punching back like that was one of the best like getting back at the bullies I've ever seen. Just yeah, get up right, <laughs> right in the stomach. Um, but yeah, he home alones this fucking place before they come uh, over. Yeah. Lo- Classic home alone. Love a home alone scene. <laughs> ne- never go wrong with it. No matter what age. Yeah, any movie where you're booby trapping, I'm on board. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street, Home Alone, fucking Skyfall, they're all great. <laughs> you got it. You got to do it. Uh, what about when Christopher Lloyd when, when they come to his house to kill him? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yo, that was really cool. That was almost a Home Alone, yeah. well, kind of with the TV because yeah. he uses that to his aid. Um, but yeah, that was freaking smooth. It's funny too because every scene we see him, he's like watching like a violent western, and it yeah. just made me think like, does he keep that on because he always expects just in case he might get into a gunfight at some point <laughs> and like to keep it going. Uh, but yeah, the way he uncocks that first guy's gun and then shoots the other one, that's awesome. Yeah. And I was scared because it was like a big one. It was like a shotgun. Yeah, I was like, like oh double, no, the angle. Double barrel. <laughs> double barrel. That's what they call it. Um, 
and then yeah, then we get the sweet family reunion where, <laughs> where uh, Rizzo comes out of the window, the dad comes out of the thing, and they're just going at it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And then yeah, this is what I mean by like tonally, we're now at a completely different movie. Mm-hmm. Like now we're at an over the top silly like there's booby traps. Like it's we don't really have that fear anymore. But like the movie earned that. Like we got to this point. Like you know, he's at his full strength. He's at his family with him, and it just becomes like a fun like you know. Those, yeah. Those oh. <laughs> borderline cheesy shots of them all like together as a family. That's why I was on edge here because I was like, either the brother or the father's gonna die. I know, I know. it. <laughs> I didn't think so because, like, again, it's not really that story. Like, what what would he have learned? Like, this is a story about well, embracing your passions. I know, like, but he... it could have been like the beginning of a build up for a sequel. You know, yeah, like motivate so. building motivation. I just think this whole movie was like him denying his passion, which again happens to be killing. And then this end is just an explosion of celebration and being like, no, don't, don't let your passions die. You know, like it's very, it's, it's, it wouldn't have then fit to be like, wait, then his passion got his family killed. So you shouldn't follow your passion. You know, like it would have contradicted the story. Um, which is another reason why I got mad at our, our friend Lou when we were watching, because he's like, of course the dad's going to die. The father sacrificed his life for the sons. That's the story. Yeah. And I was like, are you watching this movie? Yeah. Like, how is that the story? It just seemed like he was watching it to like figure out what, the movie like it just predicted before it happens yep, exactly yeah <laughs> it's annoying um <laughs> and uh but yeah like i especially love that one when both brothers are just back to back killing people and they both have these goofy smiles on <laughs> and it's literally just like it's like two brothers in their old age like remembering they used to like to play baseball together <laughs> like you know just like t- like just playing basketball and giggling with their dad standing right there it's fucking hilarious <laughs> uh and then yeah even then that, that's sweet uh as much as I was saying that, like, the villain's not that scary, blah, blah, blah I do th- think the way they killed him was very creative with the, using the claymore behind the bulletproof glass. He, he had the, he had the bomb taped to the front and he was behind it. Oh, and he yeah. Ran out and Yo, that was crazy. I'd never seen that <laughs> yeah, before. Like, if you're gonna, if, if you can't have a big fight scene, at least do something <laughs> fucking wild like that. So I was into it. Yeah, and then just. How do they think of these things? And then, uh. I like he's about to get arrested. Then those guys get a phone call and just, you know, like, you yeah. hear it for the buzzer. Just, just let him go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then they just add a little sequel bait right there at the end. <laughs> he gets back. And I like, too, because he calls the wife and he was just like, like, this is who I am. Like, I get if this is not what you want, but this is what it is. But then right. they are. You do see them together at the end. And, uh, and the little girl gets the cat. To oh, go yeah. with her kitten she gets bracelet. A, gets a little kitty cat. <laughs> she did because she did say in one of the earlier scenes, like, "Dad, we should get a cat." Yeah, he's like, we should, kid. We should. <laughs> <laughs> I like that the daughter. Like, at least he had someone in his family that didn't think he was lame. Yeah, you know. So she's the only thing that made it bearable. <laughs> well, I think that's kind of why, like, he let himself convince himself about the kitty cat bracelet because, like, uh... he already lost the respect of his son, and then so like his daughter still thought he was a hero, so he's like. His brain is probably like, if I don't get that bracelet, she'll start thinking I'm a loser yeah, too, you know? Yeah. It's It could be that, I don't know. Want to jump into a quick best worst? Sure. I did best worst kill. There's a lot of good oh, kills in this movie. Oh man, best worst kill. So this one, this one's a, it's it's a subtle one or like it happens kind of quick, but I have to see this movie so many times, the way it's filmed is so good. It's during the home, and, uh, when they, the guys break into the house, the second fight scene, when, uh-huh. he's, when he's killing all of them. And there's one part where one of the kill one of the whatever mercenaries is in the foreground. He's ca- he's taking up most of the camera with his gun, and then just in the background, you just see 
Hutch moving forward, stabbing one of them in the oh. face over and over again. Like, through, why they just walk right through the frame so casually? And it's just like, I don't know. It's just so, not that it's funny, but like, just the way it's filmed, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. It's like it's just quietly carving someone's face open. Yikes. Oh, that's my favorite kill in the that's whole movie. Funny. And then I don't really have a worst, but I kind of go back to, I kind of think it's Julian killing that guy with that glass in the in the club. To prove that he's like worthy of guarding oh, the money. I see. Just because yeah, I'm yeah. like, it doesn't prove that you're worthy of guarding the money. Like, mm, yeah. Uh, I think my best would be uh, the dad in his in his room with the two guys that come after him. Oh yeah, Chris Lloyd. That's great. Um, and then my worst. I like most of them. So worst is hard. Like any. Well, nobody dies on that bus. Yeah, like were any of the booby traps lame or something to you? I think it's it's a little hard because I only watched this movie once, yeah. so I might just tag team on your worst. That's fine. And then I did a best worst side character. For my best, I have to go with Christopher Lloyd as the dad. Uh, I just like it because, like, hey, it's, I mean, Christopher Lloyd just alone wins the points, but, like, the surpriseness of it, like, all the surprises of his character, and then it's just nice to see him, like, he's, like, what would have happened to Hutch if he didn't find this passion you know like he's uh-huh. just like living if alone in his retirement home board yeah and like not find a family but like you know at the end when they're all shooting together and they're finally happy and he was just like i tried the retirement thing son three meals a day blah blah it's not the same you know so it's like he was just like a little like you you would have been sitting alone in a in a in a place all sad too if if you didn't reignite your passions as mm, they say so i, I like see that. oh that's that's cute Jesus, I don't want to keep tag teaming on yours, but I might have to agree. And then my worst, I'm just going to... I think for my worst, I'm going to pick whoever his captain or whatever was that showed up in one scene, the barber. Oh, the barber. Yeah. It just seemed out of it. I don't know if we even needed that. Yeah. (laughs) I kind of agree, too. I think it's... uh... And again, he had more scenes, but they cut it out. But I think he's too close to the John Wick universe. Like, he just seems like someone who would exist in that. There's a lot of people in that movie who walk around with a lot of power, who have, like, five people that walk with them to look Mm -hmm. scary. And just, like, visually, I'm just like, yeah, it just seems like a different world. Like, (laughs) yeah, in a a world where everyone's a a fucking assassin, yes, it makes sense to have people like that. But, like, this guy's supposed to work for, like, the actual, like, three-letter agencies, the FBI's, the ATF's, all that shit. So, yeah, I, I had it as a tie between him. And the son only because, like, I feel like they just didn't really, the movie didn't really care about following up after anything. Like, he, he played a decently big part in the story in the beginning. And then, like, yeah. we, don't, we don't learn anything about what he thinks after yeah. after they get locked up. And so I was just like, eh. <laughs> like, he, they, they kind of just used him as a motivator but didn't care to actually have him be a character. I agree. You know? That's all I got for Best Worst. Cool. Beyond the credits. Let's try it. So I don't really have much. I think this would be a. I think this movie's obviously set up for a sequel, but I also think it would be really hard to make a sequel to this. Only because. Really? Yeah, because and it's funny because in the commentary, Bob Odenkirk said the same thing, where he said it's gonna it would be really hard because tonally this movie's different in the beginning than it is in the end. You build up to this crazy action scene, yeah, and like now that's what they are. So then, where do you go from there? You have to start the next movie with what a big action. Like, is he just going to be James Bond now, where uh-huh. like in, he's just like an unstoppable killing machine? This story is interesting because it's like a guy who's left a life behind who then has to come out of it. But like, it might not be as interesting to just watch him be a badass from the second the movie starts to the second the movie ends. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't get that sweet build up. You don't get the. The, I get it. The bus scene and all that. So, like, he was just saying, like, this movie starts as a 
quiet drama that might not be an action movie and ends like Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. So then he's like, so then how do you <laughs> replicate that? And you can't without making a Fast and Furious. You know what I mean? So, right. But then he also said, having said that, that would be a problem I would love to have. <laughs> and everybody who made this movie is fully down to do a sequel. There's just nothing official announced. Interesting. But the writer said he'd be happy to write it. And he says he does want to add um, Easter eggs between the two franchises, between this and John Wick, but without ever like actually crossing them yeah. over. But just little things. Isn't know? that so crazy? Like the writer's like, yeah, I'd be happy to write it. Like I'd be happy to give birth to the story that doesn't exist yet. Like just the concept of that yeah. is like, yeah, I'd be. Ha- that blows my mind. It's, and I swear I'm not high or drunk. Or <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, that's it. No, no, because it's like, yeah, I'll be happy to create this story. Like that's so crazy to me. Yeah. Anyway, all right. I guess it's I mean, just it's me. A, I mean, it's a job and a career. It's I know, like... but it's just crazy. That's like it's not there yet. <laughs> so the concept of writing is, is, is what you want to freak out about. <laughs> Like, we're, we're pitching beyond the credit right now, but he's like, yeah, I'll write it. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. Did I interrupt your some more beyond? No, I didn't know. I, I actually, I was saying how hard it would become with a sequel because I can't come up with one that I would want to see. Well, when I, when I like, approach beyond the credits, I kind of just, like, what do I want to know more about? Yeah. And for me, it's, like, the wife. Like, his... I, I want to know her story and like in relation to what he does sure. and like how much she knows. So I wonder maybe if it would be interesting to get the nobody movie, but from her perspective, even if it includes a little bit of their life before we meet them for the first time, mm-hmm. you know, like there, there could be something fun there with like what's going on in her life while he's doing all this stuff. Or I don't know, like what's her deal? What's yeah, her story? Is she in this world? And yeah. like, let's follow that for a little bit. I think that'll be something that'll be a good, something to explore. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Like, I think we're in this day and age more open to like seeing stories from other characters perspectives, but like the same story, but just a different like set of eyes. Yeah. But it would be kind of, I don't know if they would do it as the next movie. No, yeah. Like, no. that's something you do, like, with, like, Ratchet, like, 30 years later. Like, oh, let's, let's, instead of seeing it from McMurphy, let's see it from Nurse Ratchet. Uh, I don't know if you do it, like, the I next movie. I don't know. Mo- I so mean, you're saying, like, like, we'd see, we'd see this movie again, but she'd be, like, in the, in the little basement and shit like that? Like. Yeah, but, like, a combination of that. Like, we'll get a little prequel of their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it's, like, a dual, it's a movie about them. And then you kind of reach this point and then it's like you end on a note where it's like, okay, where do we go from here? What does our family go from here? And that could be the third movie. Yeah. You don't watch This Is Us, but like This Is Us does this a lot where like you'll see the same storyline or the same series of events over the course of three episodes, but then from different characters' mm-hmm. perspectives. Yeah, I, I've seen stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I, that's, that's, that's somewhere to go because I got nothing. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> His brother gets in trouble. Like I got I his got, brother. Oh, actually, that could be another one—a movie just about his brother. Yeah, because that guy's popular, right? People know him. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't even know who he was. Listen, I had to tell you. Who Why are you was. putting me on blast? Because you were trying to just act like you were so smart and shit. <sighs> <sighs> you don't know the reason. Aren't you supposed to bring me up uh, as my fiance? <laughs> all right, all right, relax. <laughs> Settle down. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Rizzo's so gangster and so good at, at understanding action. They only had him for four days, and he was like, that's no problem. Damn. He, 
Yeah. Keep it all. Is he the what's that black guy's name in the um Tom Cruise movies? Ving Rames? Yeah, is he the Ving Rames of this potential franchise? Possibly. Except Ving Rames was like the computer guy. Uh. He didn't do anything, but he just sat in the van all the time. Oh, he never does combat? No. Wow. Ving Rames? So old. Yeah, but he's a he's he black don't crack, you know? I know, but like he's not like he could be. He's like, a big, he's like he's not. Like, he doesn't look fast. He doesn't look like he, look like he stretches a he's, lot. He's like the, <laughs> he looks, the big KO that uh, throws the the big punch. You yep. know, like all you need is a big punch. <laughs> the big KO that throws the big punch. <laughs> <laughs> all right, to wrap this baby up, I just gotta say, this movie for me was just such a refreshing movie to come out. Uh, I'll be repeating myself a little, but it's simultaneously a throwback to like old school action movies, but feeling modern in all the right ways, not the bloated, overly long ways, just, just nice, clean cut action. It's new era action films we're living in right now. You've never seen it, Masha, but I feel like the Raid Redemption came out and like set the bar and we've just been meeting that bar over <laughs> and over again. And it's fantastic. Everything from Atomic Blonde, John Wick, Hardcore Henry. And this movie just continues on with that tradition. Another reason I think it stands out is because we have... I feel like there's just action in almost all modern blockbusters these days. Like, we just... I don't know if it's if it's just the influx of superhero stuff, but, like, I feel like most movies have, like, a fight scene nowadays just because, like, it keeps people's interest. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's made fight scenes just really boring, and I just find them, like... You know, for the, even the superhero movies I do like, the fighting is not usually my favorite part. I usually like the story more, and I'm just kind of waiting for them to be like, all right, Iron Man will fly around, shoot some missiles, but I want to see Robert Downey Jr. do his thing. Like, So for me, I've just kind of been, a lot of times these days, just knowing that the action is going to be like repetitive, a little bit dull, and just wait till <laughs> it's over. And not across the board, uh, but just it happens a lot. You know, and and this movie, I just think, learn that that's not what this is for, and that every action scene, like I said, should be different, should stand out, and not that it has to do something new that's never been done, just just fucking play around a little bit, like really, like think about your surroundings, like like the the director said before he storyboarded the bus fight, he went for three nights and just rode buses for a couple hours <laughs> and just looked around and just was like, what what. What is a thing that we could do? How do we do this? Uh, what can I use to kill someone with? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and I just feel like we're in a weird time where there's so much action in so many blockbusters, yet only some are really care about it, and are, in my opinion, doing it right. Mm -hmm. And so I just love this. And and just like a good old, not that this is a martial arts movie, but just like a good old martial arts movies, they're never that overly complicated. Bruce Lee's got a problem and he fights his way to the end and you're there for, for the spectacle. And that's what this is, like a throwback to the old school spectacle. But while still giving you heart because it has great a great cast and great great crew and great just everything. Like they didn't really cheap out on... It's an expensive movie, but they really just like... Really put the money onto the screen, I think. Mm -hmm. And just made it look beautiful. Used minimal, minimal visual effects. Minimal stunt doubles. That whole bus sequence, the only shot with a stunt double is when Hutch gets thrown through the window. Mm, Every nice. single other moment, that's Bob Odenkirk doing what you're seeing, which is why it looks so cool. Because the camera doesn't have to cut to the back of his head constantly. Yeah. Like we do in our fucking other movies. <laughs> so it's it's just fantastic. So Props to Bob. Yeah. I just feel like this gets that an action movie is something very unique and that it can... They, they just did it completely right. So it just ended up perfectly... And then for you, Masha, in terms of why I picked it for you, is I 
honestly think all, all the things I just said, while I know action is not your genre, I do think you would be able to appreciate them. Um, I also just kind of wanted to introduce you to something great that Bob Odenkirk is in because you don't know his comedy, you don't know his drama, so I thought at least you could know his action. Um, and while I was worried about the level of violence, I thought the kind of family reunion-y type... I thought just like the, the general story and like the feel goodness of it would have kind of overcome that. Um, and I do know you do like good, we do like to watch action movies together. So I just hoped all that would overdo the level of gore that was in this movie. Um, <laughs> but it's also funny. And honestly, unless you're adamantly opposed to violence in movies, I think most people would find something to like in this movie. Like, I just think it's a very fun and not in a condescending way, but a very like mass appeal type movie. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I just hoped you'd love it. So I got to ask Masha, do you love what I love? I love it. I was scared going in about this violence, I got to say. I was like, oh, no, if Andy's warning me about the violence, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know what? I really, 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 really enjoyed this movie. I, I think it, I need more time. <laughs> I need more time to figure out if I love it. Uh-huh. Like it might turn into a love in a few months. Who knows? But right now I just really, really, really like this movie. That's fair. That's fair. I think you need to watch some shittier action movies to really appreciate <laughs> why. Like, But you know, like... Maybe a lot goes into movies that I love, obviously. Like, unfortunately, a lot of it is nostalgia. But, like, you know, even just the actors that are in it, I don't have as much of a tie yeah, to them. Like, I, I, yeah, I love Christopher Lloyd. The Wu-Tang Clan's one of the most important groups. So I love Rizzo. Like, right. all these people mean a lot to me. Yeah. So. And then action, I definitely appreciate in this movie. And then the gore took away from that. But, like, still, but it, it was really it didn't good. add to it? Yeah, like, I know. the gore adds to it for me because you feel it. You're like... <laughs> but then there's... I know. And then there's that added of like I element of I want to do I still do want to learn more um, about these characters so I do hope that there's a nobody too at some point yeah. um, and that it's good and that they do a good job but um, yeah my takeaway is that I just I really it was a really fun watch nice. I really enjoyed it Fantastic. not a love but a really really good really like enjoyed oh so I recommend anyone to see it for sure so you would might recommend this not to nobody but maybe to everybody. Everybody, everybody, everybody. All right, folks, that is our show. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy our podcast, be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. Also, if you have the time, take a moment to rate and review. Every bit of feedback helps. I'm Masha. And I'm Andy, and I hope you love what I love. Oops. To the poops. Um, <laughs> Is that our t-shirt? Yeah. Love what I love. <laughs> stoops to the poops. Your movie's stoops to the poops. <laughs> stoops to the poops. And that's just what I doops. I stoop it. I poop it. Poop it. I go around and scoop it. Scoop it. I scooped it. Scoop it. I pooped it. Pooped it. I went to your house and duped it. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make it gross, much. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
this uh, is uh, why uh, the world hates black women. <laughs> another, another white man tearing down black women. <laughs> Making them think it's a safe place to do fart noises and <laughs> shaming them for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>